The book is wonderful. It's got so many great quotes for every day of the year. And I really hope there will be future editions, maybe in a handy dandy desk calendar form, perhaps. Um, but I, I, I went to my birthday, April 18th, to see what quote you had chosen. And for some reason, you've chosen a quote about dreadful, hideous acting. And I'm wondering why you chose violence, gentlemen. You know, I looked up your birthday when we were doing the final edit, Austin, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible that I misinterpreted the quote at first glance. It's Misinterpreting Shakespeare is not a rare thing. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 18th year, number 891, Favorite Shakespeare Lines. Happy New Year! For this first episode of 2024, we continue our conversation with David and Ben Crystal, the father and son authors of Everyday Shakespeare Lines for Life, their wonderful collection of great Shakespeare quotes that are appropriate for almost every occasion. We first spoke back in November, and David was explaining the kind of perfect reaction they were already getting to their handy and handsome book. The book has been out a couple of months now, and we've had quite a lot of feedback from people about how they are actually using it. And one of the things that almost everybody does when they get the book for the first time is they look up their birthday. And sometimes they're delighted and sometimes they're horrified. <laughs> so <laughs> one has to look up other, other people's birthdays as well to get a sense of perspective. And uh, some people are, I'm, I'm amazed by the ways in which people are doing this. Um, the other day, we got a, a message from somebody who said, it's now a ritual, a breakfast time ritual. Every day, I uh, I look up the quote for the day, and that helps me reflect on something or other during the course of the day, or I bring it to the attention of my children or whatever it is. When I heard that story, I thought, this is exactly how I was hoping the book would be used, you know. Mm. Mm. That's great. Well well, I tell you, Austin, look, between this is your quote for your birthday, between the acting of a dreadful thing and the first motion, all the interim is like a phantasma or a hideous dream. Between the acting of a dreadful thing and the first motion, all the interim is like a phantasma or a hideous dream, which is from um, Julius Caesar. And it's uh, Brutus uh, up all night and uh, trying to work out what to do with um with the, uh, the the terrible day ahead of him but you could say the acting of a dreadful thing something that's full of a dread or import i suppose and the first motion so you're getting ready to to perform and it's going to be a really big thing but that that space in between getting ready for it and doing it the interim uh, i think a lot of actors may describe that as a slightly surreal phantasma yeah well, and I'll, it's I'll, exactly... I'll crowbar that into a good way <laughs> what uh, do they say never bullshit a bullshitter Right, stop. exactly. Or, or always bullshit a bullshitter and the game just continues. <laughs> uh, uh, this is how the, uh, my wife is an improviser and uh, we were watching and I've always loved the play Taming of the Shrew and she did too when we first saw it because she went, oh, they're improvising. It's the sun. It's the moon. It's the sun. It's the moon. No, they're learning mm. how to play the game. So mm. I'm, I'm a that. shrew defender. 
<laughs> I should. Yeah, me too. I, I, I've always wanted to see the production of that show where they are essentially playfully, sometimes cruelly, but playfully falling in love with each other rather than, you know, there was a, I've ta- there's an American director named Shauna Cooper and she's directed it at least three or four times. And I've interviewed her on the podcast a couple of times mm. um, about it. Um, and that she did a five person five yeah five persons through that was just astonishing and the kate and petruchio were played by two amazing married actors married to each other wow (laughs) actors who i first saw when he was playing hal in henry the fourth part one and two at the oregon shakespeare festival and she his wife was playing hotspur and (laughs) they were both amazing And don't oh, forget, no. don't forget, Austin, It in Shakespeare's time, it would have been Shrew, not Shrew, as the final couplet in the play clearly indicates. Oh, right, of course. Shrew. The Battle of Shrewsbury, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, true, yeah. yeah. Hey, Dad, do you want to do, uh, uh, have you got time, Austin? you want to do a favourite quote before you go? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you guys have favourite quotes you want to share with us? Well, uh, why don't you do the one that you like? Then you do it in 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 regular accent, and you do it in OP as well. Um. Yes the uh, the problem for me is that almost every one of them is my favorite. Yeah. Just <laughs> like every play is my favorite. Uh, the one I'm studying next, or going to do next, is my favorite. But anyway, the one at the beginning of October is the one that always sticks in my mind. We are born to do benefits. We are born to do benefits, Timon of Athens. And in OP, of course, you'd have heard the R coming out. We are born to do benefits, born rather than born, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's the sort of feature that makes original pronunciation so appealing to especially people from accent backgrounds like most americans and most west country people where the r is pronounced after the vowel and you know dear old laurie olivier and all the others we are born to do benefits <laughs> no 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 i'll uh, i'll i'll take um from a couple of days later a decrepit father takes delight to see his active child do deeds of youth <laughs> decrepit <laughs> no that's not fair or true it's from the sonnets but um dad you told me that decrepit doesn't mean what it, it means anymore so no it doesn't decrepit has developed this is one of the interesting things you know i mean why have a linguist involved in this exercise and one of the things that a linguist can point out is the way in which words change their meaning and decrepit now is a pretty negative uh, expression but in Shakespeare's time, it didn't have that kind of negative nuance. It simply meant uh, somebody who lacks power, uh, somebody who is um, not in a position to do something. And mm. it was a very neutral kind of term in those days. Interesting. So more impotent than faded, I guess. Yes, yes, mm. exactly. Exactly so. Well put. Hey, he's good. Oh, yeah, no, he's he's a pro. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll give you my actual uh, favourite though, and I, I partly picked this one because, um, well, partly because it's from Two Noble Kinsmen, uh, which isn't a particularly loved part of the canon. It's not very easy to see. Certainly, people don't study it, um, and I think this is one of the joys of going through. You know, we got a lot out of the narrative poems as well, um, mm. Venus and Adonis and the Rape of the Priest. Uh, there's some very quotable 
lines in those and in the sonnets too. And it was really in the corners of the canon, like the Henry VI plays or Two Noble Kinsmen or King John or Timon, Pericles. Did we use Pericles in the end? Well, anyway. Um, but here's, here's a line from Two Noble Kinsmen that I, 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 th I think speaks out of context, speaks to this... Um, to the humanistic uh, theme that we we really sort of felt pull so strongly, um, and the the sort of togetherness of uh, undercurrent that seems to run through the works, it goes like this: Here, being thus together, we are an endless mind to one another. We are one another's wife, ever begetting new births of love. We are father friends, acquaintance. We are in one another families. I am your heir and you are mine. This place is our inheritance. No hard oppressor dare take this from us. Here, with a little patience, we shall live long and loving. And That's lovely. After all, after especially what's going on in the world at the moment, a little bit more Long, uh, living long and loving in patience all together as as one species my goodness we need that and well and that's uh, that uh, that speaks to um chosen families as well as you know blood families and community families exactly yeah. absolutely yeah This is Mia Gosling, creator of Shakespeare webcomic Good Tickle Brain, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC? The RSC will be performing the complete history of comedy abridged in California in February, Michigan in March, and Virginia in April of 2024. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our social media pages for venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with David and Ben Crystal, the father and son authors of Everyday Shakespeare, Lines for Life. In our previous conversation, you talked about um, uh, the, the, the diversity of the quotes coming from not the famous characters uh, in, in your book. And of course, Shakespeare wrote plays that went on for days. So he couldn't just be speaking eloquently on great noble themes all the time. He had to come up with banter, just normal conversation between folks, despite it being in a sort of heightened, elevated speech. And I think that's one of the lovely things about um, everyday Shakespeare is that it brings that out. Even when it's just a couple of rubes having a conversation, there's 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 gold there. Oh, go on, Dad. One of your favorites. I actually had to convince you to put in the book that's good for. Uh, when, <laughs> oh, yeah. From the Tempest. Swim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, people often say, Judy Dench just the other day was saying, people are quoting Shakespeare every day without re realizing it. Of course, she was thinking about the, uh, the idioms that are part of everyday speech these days. But many of our quotes are exactly like that. You don't realize they're Shakespeare. And yeah, the one that Ben persuaded me to include, which I now love almost more than any of the others, is uh, when Trinculo 
uh, is asked, uh, how did he escape from the wreck? And he says quite simply, I can swim like a duck. I was yeah, like, that... why do you want to put that in? I was like, because you could have said that yesterday. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point. And so if um, if somebody is asking you if you can swim, uh, you can say, yes, I can swim. I mean, I'm not too bad. But if you can say in reply, I can swim like a duck. And by the way, uh, that's Shakespeare, you know, uh, then it gets a very good effect. I I just recently saw a play that was two and a half hours uh, and there are very few plays that need to be longer than two hours in my mind. Certainly not yeah. mine. And unless you're Tony Kushner or William Shakespeare, probably not yours. And the usher <laughs> said, as you walked in, um, just so you know, act one is an hour and 20 minutes. And that's a note every playwright should listen to and heed <laughs> as a criticism. But I, what I said was, uh, well, in the words of William Shakespeare, that's too long for a play. <laughs> that's one i can definitely quote yeah too right, too right and that's exactly what you know why we we picked that sort of thing rather than whatever brevity is the soul of wit or whatever you know the the kind of thing that you can lean over having hopefully you know engaged with this book and whispered to your friend the task he undertakes is numbering sands and drinking oceans dry rather than, God, that looks difficult or whatever. You know, there's so many lovely day-to-day -day lines that, that sound so fresh and are so easy to understand. They really could have been written yesterday. And like you say, because it's in the in the plays, rather than being about existentialism and what happens after we die, it's two rubes talking to each other. Yeah. Um, you know, the number of times we've got a back and forth because it's from first lord and second lord or something but that was the brilliance of the man right he took such care well, not just of the man of of the creative process behind these plays the 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 20 or so men involved and, and everybody else in that theater um that every single character right down to the smallest is filled with character and personality um and that comes out in the little things that they say the mayor in Henry VI Part One, is hilarious. It's a lovely little cameo. And again, speaks to his uh, background as an actor. Well, I've got to give these guys something to say. Uh, why Why not make it great? Yeah. And why not make it understandable? You, you know, people have this, uh, this belief that Shakespeare's language is difficult. Uh, there are so many words that they don't understand these days. When you actually count them all up, as we had to do when we were doing Shakespeare's words, only 5% of the words you hear on the stage, taking the whole million word canon, more or less, uh, only 5% of those words are actually words you need to have glossed if you're going to understand them. And when you look at our book, um, the vast majority of the quotes actually don't need me as a linguist there at all. Uh, right. They're immediately understandable. Of course, when you do get the odd difficult word, then I've got something to do and I'll do some explaining. Um, but for the most part, you know, I felt rather redundant, really, compared with Ben, uh, whose theatrical perspective informs, you know, is there all the time. Yeah. But your it's linguistic thing is, is not all the time. It's one of the first things you taught me, though, Dad, about Shakespeare was is his generosity. That's been really coming out for me as as the more that I've led rehearsal processes and, and guided actors into these works or, or, or students too. you know, they, he does so much to help 
you know, originally the actors understand what it was that he'd written for them and how he wants it to be performed. But he does it too for the audience. I remember when you told me about, um, I think, is it Macbeth's line, the grease or step? Um, oh, yes, there's there's grease, which is a difficult word. What does he do? Or step, he explains it. Or also in Macbeth, the multitudinous seas incarnadine. Heck, who would understand that? Shakespeare knows that nobody's going to understand that. What's the next line? Making the green one red, which is a gloss for incarnadine. And so he's helping all the time. I And I, I love it in Hamlet, and I've never seen it done this way, but I would so, so love to do it. You know, oh, the air bites shrewdly and the guard looks at him. It is very cold. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, that's exactly how I did it. Oh, oh I, great. I, I, I came on and, and was it was all sort of Hamlet being poetic and whatnot. And the 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 guards just stop and look at him. Like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like, oh, it's very, it's very cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it. we stand out here all the time. We know it's cold, Hamlet. Well done. <laughs> but anyone wants to find out more either about the, the book itself uh about uh whether we might be speaking live near you uh whether you want to hear a little clip of the audiobooks we recorded the audio version this last mm -hmm. uh, summer with the lead quote spoken in modern accent and and in original pronunciation too or as you say the uh, the page a day calendar that's coming out in um i think spring of 24 that'll be the calendar for 2025 merchandise for a shakespeare book my goodness that doesn't happen outside of the reduced shakespeare company anyway <laughs> if you want any information for any of that that would be www.everyday-shakespeare.com that's everyday-shakespeare.com well, as John Cleese said, we're whores. We're good whores, but we're <laughs> whores. <laughs> <laughs>That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. Everyday Shakespeare Lines for Life by Ben Crystal and David Crystal is available everywhere, and you can find more information about it, them, and related Everyday Shakespeare merchandise like calendars and audiobooks by going to their website, everyday-shakespeare.com, for more information. Then send us your favorite Shakespeare lines via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us over on the socials or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com, or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. Thanks, as always, to rogue and peasant slave Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Elizabeth Moorhead. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Mia Gosling, creator of the good Tickle Brain Shakespearean webcomic and the author of A Stick Figure Hamlet, the most exhausting, excuse me, exhaustive stick figure guide to Shakespeare's greatest, excuse me, longest play you'll ever find. Seriously, it's way more funny, insightful, and intelligent than it needs to be, and you can find it at goodticklebrain.com. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 891-2673rds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thank you, gentlemen. So great to chat with you. It's good to see you again, old friend. It's nice to nice to see you well. Good to see you, and I hope one of these days we'll get uh, we'll get to see you, uh, get meet up IRL as the kids say. Rather than just URL, absolutely.
This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.